Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of E.W. Jackson for America. Now, before I get started, we got some serious issues to discuss, obviously. Notice my new sweatshirt. We the people. Yeah, this is this is great. I love this. But here's what I want to tell you. This sweatshirt was produced by none other than my son and my daughter-in-law. They have a business called Carrie Girl. Uh, it's, by the way, it's for all genders. But then when they started it out, they were focused, I guess, exclusively on gear for women who carry pistols. And it was, you know, just all kinds of stuff for women who carry pistols. They've since expanded. And she's now doing, you know, clothing lines. She's got something called um, the, uh, uh, forgive me, the, but... But it's the Grace Collection, the Grace Collection, that's right, uh, which, which is really kind of Christian-themed um, products and so forth. Well, this, I, I just, I saw this, I thought, man, I love that. Wow, I, I just, I love that. And so I got one. <laughs> In fact, it's a gift. <laughs> we'll be getting other products. But look, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to have on my radio program, once we get this, this podcast geared up where I can have guests. We get everything set up so I can have guests. I'll have her on as well, and my son too. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to see what products she has available, oh, and, and men, if you want to get a nice gift for your wife, your daughter, uh, they carry, um, specifically for them, of course, go to carrygirl.com, but you'll find all kinds of products. In fact, we're going to start offering our products on her uh, shopping um, in her store, basically, uh, so that Stan products, E.W. Jackson for America products will all be available there as well. I mean, they're doing a tremendous job, and I thought, why, why go through some other vendor to get this done when, you know, we've got family members who we know are philosophically on the same page and are doing such a tremendous job, really trying to do the same thing I'm trying to do, which is trying to help save this country trying to help bring us back to sanity. So congratulations, Earl and Bethany, on Carrie Girl and all the other great stuff that you're doing. And uh, so, folks, if you, if you want to look as good as I look, <laughs> go to CarrieGirl.com, all right? Uh, let's see. Second thing is I want to mention to you that I uh, want to remind you again, please put this on your, on your schedule. If you are anywhere in the area or you can get there in any way, uh, the Stan Awards Dinner on Tuesday, May 16th at 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. We're giving out the George Washington Award for taking a stand to four great patriots, Dr. Alveda King, niece of Reverend Dr. King, and pro-life leader Alan West, Lieutenant Colonel retired, uh, who is former congressman and uh, just, just uh, the man has been a clarion voice for our values. And, of course, you can see him all over the media today. In fact, he is a regular commentator on Victory News, which is the new Kenneth Copeland um, cable news, uh, actually the Kenneth Copeland cable network now, but they've also got a news program that comes on daily, and he is a commentator on there weekly. So uh, Alan West, Michelle Bachman, in fact, be sure to tune into my radio program on Tuesday. My guest is Michelle Bachman, former congresswoman. Uh, she is a, a she and her husband are entrepreneurs. 
She is now Dean of the Robertson School of Government at Regent University, another clarion voice for our values. Uh, and, and, and last but certainly not least, my dear friend, Andrew Womack. Andrew Womack has one of the largest ministries, literally folks, in the world, in the world. He reaches five billion people. Um, I won't go into all the details, but it is a gargantuan ministry. They've got a 500-acre campus up in Woodland Park. Uh, they've got Karis College there. They're building dormitories. They're doing all kinds of great things. Most ministers with that size ministry are very quiet on the issues of the day. They don't say anything because they don't want to offend people. Andrew Walmack has stepped out. He's got Truth and Liberty, which is all about the issues of the day. He himself, during his teaching program, he's teaching the Word of God, when he comes across something that applies to these issues, he does not hesitate. He goes right for it and says, look, this is what the Bible teaches. And when I talk to him, he says, I haven't, it hasn't hurt me. It's helped me. It's brought more support. And so many ministers are afraid that if they speak out on abortion, they speak out on homosexuality, they speak out on this whole gender confusion movement that we are, we're faced with right now, that somehow they're going to lose support, they're going to, members are going to leave. And well, that might happen. But others will come. Others will come. And aside from that, it is ultimately God to whom we are accountable. And he is the one who measures our success. What difference does it make if you have a church of 10,000 people, but you're not really discipling any of them in the word of God? They're not growing closer to Jesus Christ. They're not doing his will. They're not fulfilling his plan for their lives but you've got all these people and you've got all this money and you've got all this fame and you've got all this notoriety. Well, what are you going to have to show when you stand before God with that? I mean, you could be one of those people to whom he says, depart from me. I never knew you. Well, Lord, I did many wonderful works in your name. I never knew you. Because look, if you truly know Jesus Christ, and here again, let me always add the proviso, I'm not perfect, it's ask my wife, far from it. No person is, that means no Christian is. However, however, we have been set on the course toward perfection by Almighty God himself, and we know that the standards that he has set for us are true, and our job is to achieve those standards to the fullest extent we can while we're on this earth, knowing that the day is coming where we're going to get a new resurrection body. We're going to be completely remade. We'll be the same person, but we will be immortal beyond where sin and death can ever touch us again. We've chosen that. We've chosen to renounce sin. We've chosen to embrace righteousness. And God has imputed his perfection to us and the righteousness of Christ to us. And therefore, in his sight, because of what he's declared about us and for us, we are perfect in his sight because that's where he's taking us. So that's why the Bible says you can come boldly to the throne of grace and obtain mercy and have find grace to help in the time of need. Boldly. Why boldly? Given the fact that I'm, I'm not perfect, given the fact that I err, that I, I make mistakes, say things I shouldn't say, do things I do, shouldn't do, have thoughts I shouldn't have. Why can I come boldly to the throne of grace? Because Jesus Christ has declared me righteous because he's given me his righteousness. He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. 
that's the basis upon which I can come to God boldly because I'm coming not in the name of E.W. Jackson. I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ. Just wanted to clarify that. So I, I would just encourage all of you to just absolutely unequivocally stand up for what you know is right. Preachers, big churches, medium-sized churches, small churches, ministry leaders, big ministries, medium-sized ministries, small ministries, stand up for what you know is right. God will take care of you. God will protect, protect you. And even if you end up martyred, you still win because there is an eternal crown awaiting you. The Bible says if this earthly tabernacle be destroyed, we have a home eternal in the heavens not made by hands. For the builder and the maker is God. So, May 16th, Tuesday, May 16th, 7 p.m. at the Tyson's Corner Marriott. Go to StandAmerica.us to get tickets. StandAmerica.us to get tickets. Uh, or to be a sponsor. If you can afford to sponsor it, please do. Our sponsors are extremely important to making this a successful event. Last but certainly not least, don't forget my book, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. Folks, it is my hope that all this craziness that we are enduring right now, that this book will be an, at, at least one of the antidotes to it that people will get a new perspective on this book. By the way, uh, once again, you can buy it at any, wherever books are sold. You can also get it at a 15% discount at my publisher's website. That's faithfultext.com, faithfultext.com. If you want to sign up as a Patriot Partner for Stan, Staying True to America's National Destiny, $25 a month, I'll send you a free signed and numbered copy of my book. I'm waiting for new books from the warehouse right now because I've got a bunch of people who've already signed up that are waiting for their books. And believe me, as soon as I get the books, I'll start signing them and get them right out to you. Uh, it is my hope and my prayer that this, this will help call our country back to its senses as opposed to obsessing over the past with bitterness and hatred and guilt we start looking ahead to the future with hope at the, at the possibility and the potential, the, 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 the possibility and potential as a result of the God-given gifts and talents that we have, that the Lord has placed on the inside of us, the talents that propelled this nation into first place among nations in all of human history. So, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves, go to StandAmerica.us, once again, StandAmerica.us, $25 or more, and I'll send you a signed and numbered copy of my book. The situation that happened in um, Nashville, Tennessee, is worse than we thought. It's worse than we thought. You say, well, how could it be worse than three children dead and, and three adults dead, six people murdered? Um, how could it be any worse than that? Well, what we're finding out is making the situation worse because we're not talking about some crazed individual 
who really couldn't see straight and just decided to go out and randomly kill people. I think it is crystal clear now that we're talking about a person who had a particular hatred, antipathy for Christians and Christianity, felt wronged by Christians and Christianity, and decided that she would go take that out on a bunch of innocent children at a Christian school, which she once attended under the direction and guidance of her parents. The mainstream media will not acknowledge this. In fact, they have gone out of their way to avoid it. But folks, the moment this happened before we knew the identity of the person, I came on my radio program. I wasn't on live that morning here, but that afternoon, Monday afternoon, I came on my radio program and said, I hope that this does not turn out to be what I suspect it is which is the atmosphere of anti-Christian bigotry and hatred finally expressing itself in violence. Well, now we're learning that that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Uh, this woman apparently has written a manifesto, and the fact that they're not releasing the manifesto tells me that that's what it's about. Because if it were some innocuous something, climate change, this, that, and the other, or there's something about that manifesto that they don't want released because the politics of the whole homosexual gender confusion movement is about indoctrinating people to buy in and bow down to their perverse view of life. And I said, you heard me say this last week, I really believe this is hot off the presses, the Holy Ghost presses, I believe this is what God gave me. You can't have indoctrination without censorship. In order for indoctrination to work, censorship must be put in effect. In other words, it's not enough to try to indoctrinate people with bizarre ideas. You've got to shield them from the contradictory truths that would explode those bizarre ideas. You want them to see and hear only one message so that they think only one way. You know, I'm going to say something now that may be offensive to some, but it is the absolute truth, and I want you to hear me well when I say it. Hitler did not take over Germany because of the anti-Semitic and megalomaniacal rhetoric that he spewed. Mm -mm. Wait a minute, Bishop Jackson, how can you say that? You know, Hitler mesmerized Germany. No, no, that's not what did it. What did it was Hitler's absolute determination to silence all other voices, and he did. His was the only voice you could hear. And those who were amplifying his voice and what he had to say. Because if you said anything in contradiction to that, the Gestapo would hunt you down and, and murder you quickly. 
See, he could not have drug Germany into his death cult without first making sure that they could not hear any alternative to his false view of reality. So there were no voices to speak up for the Jewish people. There were no voices to say, we don't need a dictator. There were no voices to say, the German people are not free. There were no voices to say, we should be bowing only to God and making allegiance only to God and not to, not to an individual, not to Adolf Hitler. Those voices were silenced. Not that they didn't exist. I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer's life is a testament to what happened to people who dared to contradict Adolf Hitler. Now, Sid, it would be offensive to some because anytime you bring up the Holocaust, people, people get offended as if you're drawing a comparison between the Holocaust and the present circumstances. If you notice, that's not what I've just done. What I've just done is to simply give you evidence of the principle. And by the way, I could give it to you in the Soviet Union under Stalin, under Lenin, under Stalin. They, it, not only did they spew this communist ideology and indoctrination, but once again, anybody who dared contradict what they were saying was eliminated. So again, I'm simply making the case on this principle. You can't have effective indoctrination without censorship. The two go hand in hand. Because if you try to indoctrinate people and then there are other voices that can be heard to say, wait, wait a minute, that's not true. That's not right. That's not correct. I've got other facts. I've got other information here. Uh, consider this. Well, then you don't have a chance because people say, oh, well, well, you know, actually that does make sense. This doesn't. You don't want people to hear, well, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. That's not true. You don't want them to hear that. You only want them to hear one thing. If you noticed the left has gone apoplectic in denying that this had anything to do with an attack on Christians or Christianity. Don't even bring that up. Don't even touch that. We, we're not down. No, that's not it. I mean, they don't want to hear that. Because you see, they don't want anything contradicting the narrative that it is homosexuals and the gender confused who are under attack. They don't want anybody realizing what we're now learning which is Christians operating as peaceful, law-abiding citizens, expressing our point of view, but doing so with mere words, and which, by the way, they're trying to drag us in to, to their unreality by saying, words are violent. Words are powerful, but they're not violent. Action is violent. I can say I'm going to do X, Y, Z to somebody all I want, but if I never do anything, I've never committed an act of violence. But they would say, if you say there's only two genders, male and female, they say, that's, those are violent words. See, in order to sell that lie, you've got to silence people like me. Because I'm going to stand up and say, well, that's, that's a lie. People can say anything they want to say in a free country. We have a First Amendment that secures the God-given liberty and the right to say what's on our minds and what's on our hearts. 
I mean, we can restrain ourselves, we can choose the words, but the government shouldn't be choosing the words for us. Neither should some LGBTQ mafia or some, apparently what we know now is some kind of uh, transgender day of vengeance stop us from saying what's on our minds and on our hearts. Well, some of the stuff that we are hearing now, just what's, what's, what is leaking out, what is known, is really quite disturbing. I said there, this manifesto, again, we're not hearing that, see, because censorship is required in order to, to indoctrinate people. So they don't want us to he see this manifesto because I think the manifesto is going to reveal where the hatred really is. And, uh, explain to me how those children were somehow endangering the lives of homosexuals or gender-confused people. Explain that to me. Or how that Christian school and those three adults were, were somehow endangering the lives. What, they were teaching the Word of God? Well, here again, that's not violent. That's just, that's just speech. But that's not what the left would have us believe. Uh, once again, there, there's a group um, called the Children of Lesbians and Gays Everywhere Collage, and they are demanding that the manifesto not be published. And here's what this guy who runs this thing, Jordan Budd, gave as the explanation. The focus should be on how this was able to happen in the first place. There should not be such easy access to deadly weaponry. In other words, the person's motive, we don't even want to discuss that because it's as if the gun, the existence of the gun itself is the motive. Here again, that's just a lie. It's just indoctrination. I had somebody call me on my radio program yesterday and I would say the same thing. I've got lots of guns. Probably don't have as many as some, probably have more than some, but I've got, I've got a few. I've never seen a single one of them get up from where I laid it or put it and do anything, not once. Not a single one of them has ever been pointed at a human being, not once. Because in order for that to happen, I or someone else would have to do it. And since I don't have guns for the purpose of hurting other human beings, that will never happen unless my life or the life of my wife or someone I love or I'm responsible to try to help or save is in danger, then it could happen. But short of that, it'll never happen because I wouldn't do it. But oh, no, 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 it's it, the gun is the problem. I had my son on my radio program yesterday um, and we, I, I asked him at the end of the program, what is an assault weapon? He said, there's no such thing. A hammer is an assault weapon if you want to use it that way. A car or a truck is an assault weapon if you want to use it that way. This is just the rhetoric of the left trying to convince people that there's some inherent evil in the weapon itself. There's some inherent evil in the tool itself.
That's just one person. Uh, let's see. He went on to say, while it would certainly give insight into motivations of this deeply troubled individual that could help shed light on the root causes, the root causes, we know from tragedies like this that additional glorification of the shooter could inspire others to take similar violent acts for attention. In other words, now we don't want to hear the manifesto because, after all, that might cause others to act likewise. Well, what others? What others? We already know we've got a day of vengeance plan. Um, I shared yesterday that they've got another day planned. Uh, let's see if I can find that. Um, oh, here it is. The March for Queer and Trans Youth Autonomy planned. And by the way, that autonomy is autonomy from their parents. They don't want anybody telling them that you can't get operated on, you can't get these hormones injected, and so forth. I've only heard one other person say uh, this or raise this issue, which is, do we know the effect of all these injections and all these hormones and all the stuff that they're giving these kids? Do we know the effect of that? No, we don't. Because we're just rushing headlong into this. This is the great thing to do. This is quote unquote gender affirming care. And nobody has a clue what the potential long-term impact of this is on a human being psychologically and emotionally as well as on society ultimately. Um, I want you to notice something and I'm going to try not to go over today, but I want you to notice something. If you've listened to me or, or watched me for any length of time, you've heard me say on multiple occasions, and I've said it many times, when I kind of get into it, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm just going after the issue, and, and I might use militant rhetoric or, or martial rhetoric or military rhetoric, you know. Uh, we'll blow them out of the water, or, you know, whatever. And often if I, I catch myself and I say, now look, everybody, I'm not talking about violence. I want that to be crystal clear, okay? And I say that primarily not for my audience, but for anybody watching who might want to accuse me of trying to stoke violence, I make it explicitly clear I denounce violence. It is not the answer. I say all the time, we have not exhausted the constitutional mechanisms available to us we still have Christians, lots of them, Bible-believing Christians. We still have gun enthusiasts who believe in the Second Amendment, law-abiding citizens. We still have people who believe in marriage and believe in life, who aren't registered to vote and are not voting. We still need to get active about protecting the voting process so that it operates with integrity. We still got a job to do there. And we've still, we've still got a job to do of activating all the people who are in agreement with us to stand up, to step up, to, to not shrink because, oh, I don't want to offend anybody and I don't want to get in trouble. And I don't. We've, got, we've, we've got a big job to do and none of it involves picking up a gun and hurting anybody or a knife or anything else. Have you heard a single liberal, one, and if you have, please tell me, because I want to acknowledge it if you've heard it. I want to give them credit. 
can email me at ewjackson at ewjackson.com. Have you heard a single liberal say, we cannot tolerate violence against people because we disagree with them? I denounce violence against people because we disagree with them. In fact, you've heard me say, if I saw somebody hurting uh, a, a homosexual or a drag queen or somebody, in other words, abusing them, bullying them, trying to hurt them, I would step in to defend that person. Not because I agree with that drag queen or agree with that homosexual, but because that is a human being who has the right to live and has a right to, to live even in ways that I don't agree with without being harmed, without being hurt, without being murdered. And I will defend that person's right to do so. Have you ever heard anybody on the left say anything like that? No. No. There's not even an expression of grief or regret or denunciation of somebody who would go and kill innocent children. Haven't heard it. Haven't heard it since this incident happened. And we've never heard it. Now here again, maybe there's somebody out there and I've missed it. But all I hear is, we've got to get rid of the guns. That's it. So basically the violence is a, is a, it's an insurmountable object, uh, insurmountable obstacle because the violence is not created by the, the depravity of the human heart. The violence is created by the weapons. So we just get rid of the weapons and the violence is over. Yeah. Well, if you believe that, I got a great big old bridge in Brooklyn. I'll sell you cheap. And I don't know how many of them are stupid enough to believe that. Or how many of them just want to disarm the American people so that they can have their way. And the American people can never resist tyranny because we're not in a position to do so because we're not capable of defending ourselves. I don't know. Here again, I, I, I just don't know how many are in the former versus the latter camp. I'll tell you one thing. I believe that people like George Soros and, and John Kerry and I don't know whether Biden is smart enough to know to come in out of the rain. So I, I'm not sure what he knows and what he doesn't. And Barack Obama, I really believe that these people know that they must gain absolute indisputable power over our country in order to implement the kind of policies, the kind of nation, in order to create the kind of nation they want in order to fundamentally transform America. They know they've got to have more power. And they're moving toward that. And that's why they don't denounce these people. That's why you don't hear them, because they don't care what it takes to move us in the direction that they want to go. Illegal immigration, murder in the streets, attacks on Christians, it, it doesn't matter to them. See, as Christians, it matters to us. For Christians, the end doesn't justify the means. For Christians, it's not by any means necessary. Because we have a God to whom we are accountable, the only true 
and living God to whom every human being is accountable. But we as children know that we are accountable to him. And we know that the God of glory cannot be glorified by inglorious means. That whatever we do for him must be done on the high road of moral excellence. Not the low road of anything goes. And in that sense, we are at a disadvantage because they will do anything, tell any lie, commit any crime, anything to get their agenda implemented. We can't live that way. We can't behave that way. We can only do what we know is going to be pleasing in the sight of God. But you know what? The advantage that we have is far greater than the advantage that they have because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we are always caused to triumph by Christ Jesus. We are more than conquerors because he loved us and no weapon formed against us will prosper and every tongue that rises against us in judgment, we will condemn because this is our heritage as children of God for our righteousness comes from him. So listen, God bless you. Don't you allow this stuff that's going on to discourage you. Don't allow it to frighten you. By the way, keep your head on a swivel, as my son would say. <laughs> and, but but and be aware, the Bible says, walk circumspectly in the world. That's a biblical way of saying the same thing. Circumspectly, watching what's around you, being aware. Don't be paranoid. Don't walk in fear. But don't be a fool either. <laughs> the Bible says, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. So I just encourage all of you. God bless you for, I mean, if you're watching me, that means I know where you stand for most of you. Anyway, some people are watching because they're looking for, <laughs> they're looking for something that they can use against me. But for most of you watching me, that means you've already decided where you stand. So now you stand up, you step up, you speak up, and you just refuse to back up because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit, because we are on God's side.